or you can do it yourself, which is the only option they have, really. But doing them themselves, meaning more more time, and they always end up putting that stuff at the end of the day, which most most times means it doesn't get done. So I I found out this, and there's there's some metrics and some numbers that I that I saw while working through his restaurant that I realized that this is a problem for them that needed to be solved. And this is a way, an issue that can be simplified through AI, through artificial intelligence. And that's how Remy came about. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day, they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth until tomorrow, no code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from an ethical hacker to a European Ivy League business graduate with a master's of science and entrepreneurship to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer, I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up. So now I'm rebuilding my life one more time 1% a day. The No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity, perspective, and persistence to go on this journey with me and get the answers about money, marketing, and mindsets so that makers become earners, earners become founders, and founders get freedom and create wealth. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking very nicely on Apple in the entrepreneurship category. Top 200 in San Francisco, top 100 in Australia, top 60 in Germany, top 50 in the United Kingdom, top 50 in Spain, top 50 in the Netherlands, top 30 in Sweden, and top 25 in Italy. And I just reached a total of 200 episodes on both my podcasts with 120 interviews published in a sprint of 50 days. So please keep supporting, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing. And if you are interested in my mentoring services to help with your business goals, especially when it comes to marketing, networking, as well as podcasting, finding your podcast uniqueness, reaching out to great guests, getting ranked on Apple, conducting interesting interviews, podcast promotion, and much more, send me an email to mentor at storybonding.com, M-E-N-T-O-R at storybonding.com, or message me on Twitter at NoCodeWealth, and let's begin a conversation. My guest today is Carlos Velasquez from the University of San Thomas in Texas, to founding serious marketing, to being the founder of Rhino Home Services, and being a digital marketing specialist at Cisco in Houston, Texas. Carlos is a husband and a father, a marketing specialist at a Fortune 100 company, and originally from Colombia, 
which explains his love for Barcelona as he is a top Barcelona fan on Facebook. He can also be a Nintendo geek sometimes. Carlos, how are you today? Hey, Aziz. I am feeling uh, incredulous. I uh, It feels surreal to be at the end of uh, this opening. So um, I'm very thankful for you having me here. Um, I'm very excited. Thank you. I'm excited as well. And we're going to play a lot. So especially for you, I'll begin with a cruel question, <laughs> which is this. If for the rest of your life, you can have world peace, you can have harmony, safety for your family, security, enough finances, etc. But you can do only one of three things. Either like live basically in the Santiago Bernabeu, be a Barcelona fan and just cheer them and be with the team all the time as much as you wish and your family is, is nearby, etc. And doing whatever makes them happy. Or you will be a Nintendo geek, enjoying Nintendo forever in a community. You'll even have some expos and events about Nintendo and no coronavirus. It's a joy and fulfillment. Or you can be an entrepreneur, create really great apps and services and enterprises that really affect the people. But you cannot even see one Barcelona match and you cannot touch a Nintendo again if you had to choose one of these three which would be the most meaningful and closer to your heart well that's a tough question and I'm surprised by the uh by the level of research uh, like you know everything about me <laughs> um I have I'd have to go with entrepreneurship and and building meaningful products that change people's life. Even if I can't play a Nintendo game again or watch Barcelona game again, this is more meaningful um, than, than the rest of my hobbies. So I would go with third. Great. So Messi is crying now. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's begin on that and go a bit of a more general thing. When it comes to entrepreneurship, which one is your most favorite part? Is it coming up with new ideas for new products? Is it building and the operation side of it? Is it delivery and seeing results and happiness and satisfaction on people? Or is it the stability in your life you can have and the security from being an entrepreneur? Or which part really touches your heart? So I have to say the... The delivery part and delighting customers and seeing how the product affects them positively would be the part that excites me the most. Second to that would be creating the products or coming up with it, coming up with ideas and start developing. Um, so I think those two things, starting with the delight, uh, delighting customers would be uh, the, the things that I will, that are most important to me. I love that. So let's focus on delighting customers. If you were to explain it, because you used a magnificent word there, which is not commonly used, maybe sometimes in some service industries, they do use that, but outside of maybe hospitality, it's not so common. Maybe that's why you used it. Maybe it's meaningful to you. Either way, what does delighting customers means? And you said you see, which means there is a visual thing what do you see that lets you know 
the customers are delighted or that their lives is better. So simply two things. What does it mean for you to delight a customer? And what do you see that lets you know customers are delighted with the products you've created or the services? Sure. And I this this can delighting customers can come in various forms. Um, it can be just reading or it can be visual, like you said. But I'll put you an example that happened this week. As you know, I am a founder of Rhino Home Services, which is a company, a construction company here in Houston. We had over the week we had a customer that we uh, had had a a bad experience with before a few months ago, and we couldn't do any work with him uh, at that time. The opportunity came up for us to work with him again. Um, you know, after the blizzard, sprinklers were broken, and he needed a repair. So we covered the entire repair for him just because like the last experience he had with us was a negative experience. Um, and we I, we wanted to make it up. I wanted to make it up to a customer and make it right. And when we offer um, to pay for the repair completely, 100%, he texted back, wow, just wow, W-O-W. And this is when I knew I... I have to chase this feeling. I want to delight customers in the way, in the same way I'm delighting this customer right now. He couldn't believe it, right? He just thought he were he were gonna charge him for the repair, and he probably even thought that we had forgotten about him, but we didn't. I had a very present in mind that we had a negative experience with that customer, and when the opportunity came to make it better for him, I couldn't let that go. So we went with that. And his reaction over text meant the world to me because it meant that we we're actively delighting that customer. And that's one example. But I can also see other examples when, you know, as I'm building Remy, which is the AI marketing platform, and I show it to customers, I want to see, you know, uh, an eye-wide expression. I want to see a smile. And I want to see them thinking of the possibilities that they can do with the tool. And that's the goal uh, with uh, Remy. It's empower those restaurant owners that are so um, busy and loaded with work. Give them a little bit of a breather room and providing some support and making them look great on social platforms for their businesses. Um, that's wowing customers. That's what delighting customers um, for me means. And that's how I, I either through through the written word or visually, I recognize those patterns. I love that. And what I'm hearing, and again, correct me if this is wrong, you had that example where there was a client who had a bad experience with you before but now when they needed their sprinkle, sprinklers changed and because of what happened in Texas, etc., you covered the whole repair totally for free and it was unexpected for him and probably his eyes were wide. He was smiling, which was communicated to you through the text, wow, just one word, and you had that feeling and you chased it and with Remy, those restaurant owners who are overwhelmed when you can delight them as well, make them look good on social media, and they have a very busy work just to survive, 
you can make their lives better in some way that is wowing them delighting them and you know going after giving them the wide eyes and the smiles and the delighted experience so that you have that feeling the same like when you receive the wow text is this correct that is precisely thank you and now i have to go further because this comes normally such a pattern a beautiful pattern it comes from childhood somehow did you have an experience or did you witness some role model or your father or your mother or someone who was delighting people and people were having such expressions of wide eyes and smiles because of them or you as a child you did something that caused that delighted and wowed experience and it began this part of your personality and identity there somehow or maybe you watched a movie that impacted you or you read a story or something can you share that's a that's a really interesting question because i've never really asked myself that question and i it, it has to come I had, I had a very happy childhood um it was um what you will call a very normal childhood um you know living with mom dad and my siblings um you know mi- middle middle class no really uh any major uh, bad things just you know the regular day to day and i had a very happy childhood i i don't ha- i don't have thankfully uh and thank to god i don't have any traumatic event but i think all this delighting and surprising and uh doing the unexpected comes from my parents really o- always trying to surprise us with uh, different things, um, just uh, with events or with you know random acts of kindness, and th- that is this is where I I think I got, get it from um, the from my parents that they o- always try so hard to make make things more special than they were uh, by either you know keeping it a secret and surprising us later or by the spontaneity of the act. And um, really, that really describes my childhood. And um, maybe that's just where it's where all of this is coming from, where I just want to keep on giving back the same feelings that even to this day, I still have with uh, with both my parents and my family and now my wife and my son. How does it translate into Remy? And also tell me about how did that idea come to your mind or to fruition? What brought that idea to mind and how is your approach towards simplicity embodied in that work? So that comes from the desire to make things simple for restaurant owners, because as uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I work for Cisco. And for those listeners that don't know, Cisco is a Fortune 100 company. It's a food uh, purveyor, meaning they distribute uh consumer or food products to all places that are food away from home, meaning places like restaurants, like hotels, like uh, hospitals, um, rehab centers, everywhere that's not home, Cisco will sell food products to these type of businesses, mainly restaurants. And through this work in Cisco, I found out that 
small, especially small restaurant owners are incredibly swamped with all the things they have to do because they have to wear a million hats every day, seven days a week. Uh, it's very hard work. And, and, and there's no, there's no a break on, on, on their lives. There's always something going on with the restaurants. It's incredibly hard to manage. Um, and I wanted, and I realized by working with this type of restaurants and I would, with these restaurants and with these owners that they, first of all, that social media is important for any business. Now, if you, if you want to grow your business in the digital age, you have to be on social media. You have to be present. But not only you have to be present, but you have to be active. And you have to communicate what your offerings are, what your mission is, you know, communicate how your relationship with your employees, uh, you know, uplift them, congratulate them, all, all of the all of this in the public eye. But small particularly small restaurant owners don't have the time to create a strategy around their businesses, to create a content calendar where they can choose and start posting. It's very rare see seeing a small restaurant owner that has one or two stores also effectively managing uh, their social media themselves because they have three options. The first option is, well, I pay someone to do it for me, but with restaurant mar- margins, especially when you're starting now and you only have one store, it's very hard to do. I, I, I wouldn't dare to say impossible, very close. You can hire an agency, but it's even more expensive, or you can do it yourself, which is the only option they have, really. But doing them themselves, meaning more more time, and they always end up putting that stuff at the end of the day, which most most times means it doesn't get done. So I I found out this, and there's there's some metrics and some numbers that I that I saw while working through this restaurant, I realized that this is a problem for them that needed to be solved. And this is a way, an issue that can be simplified through AI, through artificial intelligence. And that's how Remy came about. To, for the desire of sim- simplify the restaurant's owners' uh, everyday lives, at least uh, a set of it. I love that. So through Remy, since you are in touch with the restaurant owners who have so many hats and so much to do, and there are many of them who cannot hire someone to take care of their social media, which means they have to do it themselves, but they're juggling so many plates and spinning so many plates that they cannot have time for it. So although they will try to do it, it won't get done, but you have to be active on social media and you have to post and you have to be there. And therefore you looked into a solution, which is that AI can provide a way for the restaurant owners to be able to create exactly the social media presence they will need in order to survive and prosper and not just keep on working harder than anyone, but still live almost in jeopardy and that ability to simplify their lives but by taking work off their plate and i'm using many restaurant metaphors but why not it's appropriate that is to you a way to delight them because many people what they offer them is yes you can use this but 
when you think about it, that adds more complexity and extra work to their plate, which is already full. But with Remy, you're not just saying, oh, take on more work, although they're already at capacity. You're saying, actually, this will save you time and get you more results and will allow your business to have more stability and more success. Is this a fair understanding? Yeah, that's correct. That's exactly it. We're not, Thank putting, you. we're not putting any more work on the restaurants because that's the problem with social platforms is that they'll give you all these analytics and all these tools to post automatically, but you still have to come in and, and create the post and create the copy. And, and, and that's, that's the problem. I agree with you. It's like someone said that actually we live in a time where we have so many things to do we need eight lifetimes to do all the things we're expected to be doing, which means that you're showing kindness or what they call computational kindness by lifting work off of people. And tell me more about Remy in the way that what is your ultimate vision for it? At which stage is it right now? And what kind of feedback do people seem to give you about it? Maybe some things you didn't expect you should include that seem to be important uh, to the testers and some things you thought will be necessary that people seem to not care about. And that's the life of an entrepreneur. We first make assumptions, but then we have to survive long enough to test them and uh, take out the ones that don't work and keep the angles that work so that we can simplify to the most essential, which means we will be effective. Can you comment, please? Yeah, right now uh, we've I've built uh, Remy's MVP, and I've sent it out to a couple of restaurant owners to test. The MVP includes one feature and one feature only, which is you tell the AI what you want to write about, like you know, write a, a co- write a social media copy for his uh, ice cream sundae. And then the AI will prompt you with a result. And that's the only feature uh, that he has. Because that's really what I think it's the the key to solve the problem. There, there are a couple of things that you could do, but I'm trying to understand if that solution, if, if you scale that solution, does it solve the problem of restaurant owners not being consistent on social media? So through this through this MVP, I'm aiming and I'm aiming at answering this question. I I am right now in the process of getting the app approved through uh, the AI engine that I'm using. So a little bit of context: you, I'm using an engine uh, for the AI, um, the A, the AI, but I have to get it approved by that vendor before I send it out. So I'm in the process of getting that approved and managing, you know, I have to manage risks and I have to manage uh, safety and uh, usage. So I have to do a lot of things before I get to testing, but the MVP is done. I just have to get it approved by the uh, AI vendor. Brilliant. And again, tell me more about the situation of restaurant owners that really without Remy, and without a social media presence, what would be the worst kind of outcome for restaurant owners that you can predict or sense or have noticed or saw? And therefore, it 
motivated you even more to work harder on Remy? Well, that if, you know, if restaurants are not present on social, well, they'll, they'll eventually just won't get any new customers. They might get a few customers uh, that live around the neighborhood and that drive by occasionally. But if I drive occasionally through your restaurant and I look you up on Yelp or on Google My Business or on Instagram and I don't see anything about you, it's very unlikely that I'm going to go visit because I, I cannot make an examination of whether or not I want to go to the restaurant. I cannot see your menu. I cannot see your prices. Uh, I don't know anything. I don't know what other people are saying about you. So it's very likely that I'm just going to go somewhere that I at least can create an expectation of. So Remy, the end goal for Remy is to be able to assist with all of that. Uh, it's going to be able to connect to your Google My Business page and update it. It's going to be able to connect to your Facebook and update it. Um, it's, it's going to be able to reply to reviews uh, that are gathered in this in these places, obviously through an approval that you have to you have to say you have to set an approval before the actual AI responds. But it's the end goal is everything or most of the things are automated, and all the restaurant owner has to do is through a text approve or disapprove the actions of the AI. Because here's the other thing: a restaurant owner. Specialists, like you said, the mall restaurant owner will not have, find time to get on a computer and work with the AI. They're simply just running around the restaurant doing whatever needs to be done. But what they will do is they will check their phones. And what they will do is check their messages. So if you can build an interaction between those, between the phone, the text, and the AI, where the AI text different actions to take or recommendations to take, and the business owner will simply reply yes, no, stop or continue, then you have a full, a, a fully or almost fully automated platform where you're really most most of the time hands off. All you have to do is tell it what to do or not to do, and the AI will learn through pattern recognition what things work and what things don't work. I will improve upon that. So that's the end goal for Remy, and it can be done. Um, it's always it's a long, long, long way from now for that for that for that to happen, but it can happen. There's the technology around it. Where I just you know have to have more time, possibly more resources to get to that place. But before I get to that place, I have to demonstrate that the solution, in its very basic form, works. I love that, and I have a short question, which is what makes you specifically, I know you have worked almost four years in the field, but in more specifics, why do you know well restaurant owners so that you have some kind of legitimacy in dealing with them or speaking to them? Because before I was a digital marketing specialist uh, with Cisco, I was a marketing consultant with Cisco as well. And I was working with small restaurant owners day in and day out. And I was uh, reviewing their menu, redesigning their menu, menu engineering, talking about marketing strategies, talking about social media. Day in and day out for three and a half years, where I realized that it's not that they don't want to do it. It's not that they don't know how to do it. 
is that there's no time to for it. And and that's the and that's the gap I'm trying to bridge. Because I would come in, I would tell them, hey, you know, in order to succeed on Instagram or on Facebook, you need to do this, this, and this, right? But I'm but that wasn't enough because they will they will just say, okay, well, yeah, cool, I'll do it. Then it will check check back in uh, after two weeks. Hey, so have you been able to do something about what we discussed on social media, get a better profile picture? Oh, no, 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 we've just been so busy. And the same pattern repeated across, I would say probably 80, 80 90% of the customers, that the same pattern. So I know that there's a problem that that, that this type of clients need to, need to solve because my experience tells me so. Thank you. So again, if I understood correctly, what small restaurant owners want is more clients or enough clients to come to them or buy from them in some shape, way, or form so that their business will stay afloat and they will even prosper. But what happens is this. Nowadays, we live in a somewhat of a social media first world where People will check your social media as a restaurant. And since there is a small one, there is probably only the business owner who needs to be in charge of this. And when they look and they find no reviews, no real information about the menu, no real expectations, then you are an unknown. And the most fundamental fear of human beings is going to something or dealing with the unknown. Humans prefer familiarity over everything so you as someone who spent years working day in and day out with restaurant owners just like them you gave them the best marketing advice ever but you notice that they're swamped with work and they don't cannot find the time to do the thing they know they're convinced even that it's the right thing to do and that it will help them but they're juggling so many things and putting so many uh, hats on to do so much work that it's simply not possible. So to come up with a solution, you thought this, if I don't do anything, people will even go more and more towards social media and the larger restaurant chains who have specialists working on this every day, they will dominate and it will happen the same to what happened to mom and pop bookstores or shops when uh, when Amazon came in or Starbucks or McDonald's or such chains where they come and destroy all those good-hearted, well-meaning people who have to start today, otherwise it will be too late. So you're with Remy. Instead of them having to do the work, which they cannot find time to, the AI will do everything whether it's presenting their menus, whether it's responding to the reviews, whether it's updating their profiles on Facebook, on Google location or any other places where they are on social media. And it's not just the AI roaming free saying whatever it wished to. Well, the restaurant owner is always on the run going from thing to thing in their restaurant. So it will very quickly prompt them and let them know what the AI will do on their social media and they can approve or uh, decline it. And then it will instantly happen. And they know that Remy as the AI 
is out there, letting people know about them so that they will be top of mind, they will be known, their reputation will grow, their review, uh, reviews will grow, and therefore they will notice that more and more people are coming to them, which is not only keeping their business afloat in these hard times, but giving them even more money so that they can get more waiters, they can pay themselves better to take care of their families, their children, or donating even to their communities, etc. And all this just because they will spend a few minutes getting Remy set up and then just trust that on their phone, all the relevant updates will quickly be there. And with a click of a button, their reputation will bring magnetically to them more clients so that even when larger uh, restaurants come in or with more time passing and those uh, larger restaurants are trying to steal their customers, they will have a fighting chance to stay relevant, to survive, and to stay there for a long, long time rather than risk bankruptcy and running out of business because they don't have time to take care of their social media. Is this a correct understanding? Yeah, it's precisely right. Thank you very much. And Carlos, to end, please share one thing before you share your links, etc. If you were to give a piece of advice from your heart to maybe one or two or a hundred or a thousand or whoever many listeners need it maybe today, what would be that piece of advice that you can share now? I'd say be disciplined get in the habit of working hard but be fair to yourself be disciplined get in the habit of working hard but be fair to yourself or as you mentioned previously ask yourself the right questions to know when you're almost burning out so that you don't go there but don't be afraid of going there because hard work pays off well Carlos, if people wish to connect with you, to follow you, to learn more, what is or are the best social media links to go to? Sure. If um, if anyone wants to follow my journey of what building Remy is like, they can follow me on Twitter at NoCodeCarlos. And I am, I am building in public, so I'm sharing constant learnings and failures all together on Twitter. Uh, on what it's like to build in an AI platform from scratch uh, using no-code tools. So uh, again, no-code Carlos, if uh, anybody wants to share this journey with me. Thank you, Carlos. It was a pleasure and honor and really enriching with uh, to understand your perspective and to learn about Remy. So I wish you a great day. Thank you, Sis. You too. Mm-hmm.